With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's time to open, it's time to open up your eyes. Open your eyes will make you healthy and wise. You can watch your profits rise with a business enterprise. We give you what you need to know, what you need to watch your earnings grow. You can reach your record highs with a business enterprise. enterprise. You're listening to Enterprise on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Erica Collins. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio's Enterprise, where we want to see your business rise. It's August 2nd, 2020, coming to you live from New York, New York. It's been a hot week in the town that never sleeps, while some of you are still waiting on the stimulus results and others are wondering about football season. We have a wonderful show for you today with Keir Worthy and Ward White IV of Hot Wax Promotions, Historical Stories in Hip Hop. Good evening, Keir and Ward. Good evening. How are you? Good evening, Erica. Good. In hip-hop history, two young men, Keir Worthy and Ward White IV, established what would be the first of its kind in the region and perhaps nationally, an independent promotions company primarily dedicated to the exposure of rap music. It began in the summer of 1985 in Austin, Texas, a day that tied them forever to the legendary Run DMC, Jam Master J, rest in peace, and rapper turned impresario Andre Harrell, also rest in peace. It ended up being the portal which led them into careers and a lifelong friendship. Ward White IV is an entertainment industry veteran whose law practice spans over 25 years. Prior to his life as an attorney, he served as the co-national director of rap promotions for Warner Brother Records. In addition to practicing law, he is also a writer, TV film producer, and content creator. Upon the launch of hip-hop throughout Texas, Hot Wax Promotions promoted acts such as Public Enemy, Ice-T, Heavy D, and The Boys, and Sir Mix-A-Lot. 35 years later, Hot Wax is alive and well. Welcome to the show, Keir Worthy and Ward White. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We appreciate being on the Enterprise. Beam us up. <laughs> <laughs> so take us back in time, 35 years ago. What were Keir and Ward dreaming about? I was a freshman at the University of Texas. I was pretty much, pretty much being immersed in college life, getting my degree, hopefully, from UT, uh, being social, enjoying art and music, and hoping to have an ad agency at some point. And as for me, I was pretty close to the same, and 
that's an interesting question for me in that where we ended up and doing hot wax, that was something that I didn't even contemplate because where I was from and what I was trying to do and my background loved music, but seeing that as a career was like a fantasy. And that just goes to show you what uh, ambition and brotherhood can bring about. What dreams can can turn into, which I know a lot of our audience are dreaming about a lot of things these days. What (laughs) made you start Hot Wax Promotions? Well, uh, how was largely my idea? I was DJing at the time, and I DJ. I was DJing a large number of the black parties on campus at UT. Uh, I loved music and had already done a promotion stint with a record label called Megatone, who was famous for Sylvester and the Weather Girls and uh, Billy Preston and a few other acts. So uh, I would get a lot of great music that I knew people would love, but the companies were small and they had no distribution in our area or any personal promotion staff. Uh, so I had the bright idea to be the de facto office in the region for these small indie labels. And I, I had the idea, and I pitched it to Ward. You know, Ward and I become, had become buddies, not nearly, nearly as tight as we are now, but I knew he had, a, he had a great intellect and a real deep love for music and, and all, thing, all things about music, you know, as opposed to just, you know, it, we didn't think of it from a fame and fortune perspective, especially not then. So I threw the idea at him, and I'll let him tell you what his response was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was definitely skeptical because, like I said, he was bringing a new world to me at that time. That's just not something mm-hmm. – I didn't know anybody that was doing that, and you have to understand when it was and where we were. We weren't in mm-hmm. New York. We weren't in Los Angeles. We were in, in Texas, which was the middle of the country, but uh, in, in some ways some people might say cold kind of uh, nowhere (laughs) in a way. And so I just, I didn't see that as being immediately feasible or or possible. And then he can go into how my eyes got open to that. And two other quick things. Not only were we in Texas, right, not only were we in Texas, we weren't even in Austin. We weren't even in Houston or Dallas, two biggest cities, or even San Antonio. Right. We were in Austin. (laughs) Nobody knew Austin then. Plus, as you know, Texas is the Bible Belt, and we were doing probably the most heretic-esque mm. music you could be doing at the time, rap music. You know, mm. one second for that, people didn't think it was going to last. Which was challenging. No question. Probably R&B at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what made you start Hot Wax Promotions? One more time. Or were there any notable groups you represented? What was the story and experience? Okay, he's been done. Okay. Um, wow. We were very, very, very fortunate. At, you know, because at the time, we, I guess we grew along with the acts that grew. Uh, you know, because almost everybody we dealt with was not really a nobody, but they aren't the people then that they are now. They weren't the people then that they are now. So we had the good fortune of working with Public Enemy, Ice-T, Heavy D and the Boys, uh, LL Cool J, Slick Rick, Big Daddy Kane, Biz Markie, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Uh, UTFO, who did the first Roxanne Roxanne. Uh, we just started with George Benson, Karen White, Coogee Rap, KRS Winning Boogie Down Productions, Luke, you know, Miami Luke. And we also got Luke Distribution, his first distribution in the Southwest. Uh, I'll be sure, Orange Juice Jones, who did the, the Rain, 
uh, and a, a scatter of other acts. But yeah, that you know, we were very, very fortunate. Like I said, everybody was kind of emerging and burgeoning at the same time. And these are historical groups uh, in hip hop and music. The force did even know to become that. <laughs> you know, at the time, we never knew what anybody was going to do. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, that definitely was not. How did you come by those groups? Were they referred to, or they were just kind of going through the the hip hop circuit? Uh, it was a combination of things. We we would read the trades all the time. We'd be a billboard. There was a section billboard that always talked talked about new music that was coming out. It would talk about the songs or talk about the company and those sort of things. So we would we would get on that, trying to acquire clients. We we cold call a lot of times, or we heard new music that came out in the stores. We went to the record stores all the time and read you know read things, and we heard something we liked. Back in the day, you would actually have the the information on the record, the company name, the phone number, the address. So we heard something good. We reach out and say, hey, who's doing something with your record in the area? And that that led to a number of contact, a number of clients. Good old fashioned like cold call. What do you yes. think about the marketing and, and promotions of rap music today? Um, it's different. It's a different ball game overall. It's a different ball game, rap wise and promotion wise, especially industry wise, because it, the industry has changed its structure so much and uh, how it's set up. Now there's a complete delineation between major labels, indie labels and artists who are just independent artists who are now capable of putting out just one song and it can take off and have a life of its own from there. Yeah, definitely. The advent of the Internet, that's the the great divide that makes all the difference in the world. At that particular time, you could almost look at it as a very exclusive club with uh, Mm. metaphorical bodyguards at the door. And there's only so many people going to get in this club, and there's only one way to get in there, or very few ways to get in. But now it's wide open, and there are just a lot more lanes to take and a lot more ways to, to get in because of the Internet and the digital highway, if you will. And so it, it is completely different, and reliance on radio and, and all of that is, is a completely different dynamic so that's kind of what we would say but we could do a whole show probably just on that right and, and one quick thing <laughs> like that and, and ward and i were honestly very early on this we always believed in tying in music to other things that we love the products and so forth you know we did shows early on back in austin and you know i tried to bring in different companies uh we did some things with like um uh, shoe companies uh, um planned parenthood and those sort of things have become a big part of the marketing and promotion of rap music these days. Commercials, uh, product tie-ins, TV shows, films, those have become a really big major part of the marketing and promotion mix when it comes to the music itself. And that's another thing, Erica, that I would say. Those, those mm-hmm. things were, those things that at that time were, were new and innovative. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of those mm-hmm things or combinations are taken for granted, but it was not the case. The partnerships and collaborations, I'm, I'm quite sure that the legal aspect of even developing those partnerships and, and collaborations are quite different from then to now, would you say a word? I would say 
just at the very least because of the familiarity with them. At, at that at that point, you're pioneering, and there is no blueprint for it. And so that laid the groundwork for where we are now and how mm. people do business with hip-hop artists and hip-hop acts and that that uh, relationship between hip-hop and the corporate world. All of that had to be developed. So a lot of your experiences in developing these artists and, and working in collaboration is almost like a case study for what's going on now, basically. Uh, who would you say are your ideal talents or in the past or even now for Hot Wax? I think, like I said, we look for talent. You know, we look for things that we're both we're both very avid music lovers and aficionados, and I think we we've been blessed with having some some ears, as they say in the business. So you know, we look for things that we like, things that move us. Those have been um, the projects that we've taken on and tried to take on, things that we would listen to ourselves, things that we we would dance to ourselves or play, you know, for our friends and, and at parties. So we kind of still have that same sort of ethos in mind. You know, you want people that that are displaying a great or unique talent. Yeah, that's definitely the key to it. You want to be passionate about what you promote or what you're working on. So that, that was always, that was always what we tried to do. And that was always our thrust and motivation. Yeah, it didn't matter what if somebody had a name. What what would you say are some of the positives and negatives of when you started Hot Wax? Okay, I can tell you the positives were that we were ambitious, idealistic, energetic, as well as the attached about what we were doing. Uh, we had a really great belief in ourselves, and I think we were both smart and gifted with an ability to be great judges of music and talent. The negatives, and there were probably so many that we ignored them, <laughs> but the biggest one was starting with zero dollars. I think that was the negative that stood out most for us, and we do we had really ignored the rest of them. Yeah, I'd say we were undercapitalized before we even knew what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sometimes it's it's good to be young and bold and and ignorant, and you don't think about that. And that, I think that that definitely pushed pushed us along, but I would say that was certainly a, a negative, and we fortunately right. were able to learn as we went along. But because uh, we jumped into the the shark tank for sure, <laughs> yeah. just with not not knowing what it was, but we we so swimming trucks. We the shark tank swimming trucks. I would I would never say ignorance yeah. is bliss. <laughs> But it did it did help us drive wise. Yeah. Had we had we right, known drive, drive, we might have had too much sense to to try it. But the fact that, that we didn't that we didn't know, I think that uh actually was an aid. What would you say is the best advice you could give for talent now? Uh, for me, I would say love and believe in what you do. Study it, learn about it, pay attention to the people who've done it and have been successful. 
uh, expect mistakes, but try to learn from them and not use them to defeat yourself or or browbeat yourself, uh, but use them for motivation. Yeah, and and I would just add on to that something similar. I would say learn your craft and own your business to the extent that you can. Where would you like to see Hot Wax promotions in the future? Uh, for me, still in existence. <laughs> Hot Wax has been a, a hiatus at various periods, and probably the one biggest mistake for me was letting the company lapse uh, while we did the label thing. Uh, it's important that we keep black intellectual property, especially these days, because that has become a thing. Black intellectual property, content, uh, you know, we, as Ward stated previously, we Ownership. We have to have ownership and maintain it. For the Indeed. audience that, that, that may not be aware of what black intellectual property is, can you ex- expound on that a little bit? I'll allow the experts, Mr. White, to handle that. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's something that can be broken down very, very simply. Just so we talk about real property, and I'm sure you talk about that a lot on your show, and people purchase and and own and do transactions regarding land, intellectual Mm -hmm. property should be seen as something similar. That's something that comes from from what you create in your mind, your intellect. It's intellectual property. It's the same thing. The songs that you create, the art that you make, all that's the intellectual property I speak of. But at the same time, at the end of the day, just like land, ultimately somebody owns that. It should be you. That's what we, we have a, so. very Ward and I, I have a very good friend named uh, Maltese who's, who's a visionary. He, his state needs to be almost 10 million in ideas alone. He said at some point you're going to be able right. to go to a bank and just get money and get a loan on your ideas, and we're almost really at that place. That's what venture capital is kind of about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have the if you have the right pitch, it can be that. Very true. Do you have any upcoming projects or events coming? I've been off in the design space a lot lately with the organization of Black Designers. Uh, we have some really incredible online panels coming up. Uh, one we have coming up this month on the 18th with uh, the Sustainable Brands Conference. Um, so people check people want to check the site for that. Uh, sustainable brands. Um, we're doing a panel on design. That's going to be phenomenal. And I'm also doing some philanthropic work with uh, organization Youth for Global Health and Social Justice, and their mission with the with the United Nations for um, clean water for all globally. So there's an event coming up uh, online in September around that. It's going to be uh, a replacement for the Walk Around the World for Water event they had scheduled in the spring. So it's going to be an online event all about global the global water crisis and clean water. Okay. Sounds like a pretty awesome event. Uh, is Hot Wax Promotions working on anything in the future? Um, we have a few things in, at hand. Uh, Ward can definitely fill you in on the hard uh, show yeah. we're going to be doing. Yeah. What's this group? That's what I would say. Be on the lookout for coming soon. We are currently in 
pre-production on a podcast series that will chronicle history, true history, as we like to call it, true mm-hmm. and accurate history of of hip hop. And that's something that, that we are dedicated to and, and certainly want to make a part of the Hot Wax legacy and continue to create and curate. And this program or series will, will be a part of that. And, and we'll be making that announcement as we get a little closer to uh, finalizing that. And to get an idea, it's going to be primarily discussions with music notables people that we've been fortunate enough to be around, work with, uh, admire, uh, and hard is an acronym for hip-hop and R&B discussions. Okay. Um, exactly. Before we get to, to our last question, is there a funny story that you can share with our audience about some of your experiences in hip-hop history? <laughs> I guess, you know, I guess we'll, we'll kind of end where it begins. That's our first PG. funny story. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Our first, our first funny slash interesting story is that's how we got started. You know, after I pitched Ward the idea about hot wax, he was a little bit of a naysayer. So, uh, Run DMC came to uh, Austin for the first time ever. I happened to know the person who headed the promotions at the company on profile. Called him up and told him we wanted to go to the show. Well, he told us to sit tight and call back. You know, he'd get back to us, and so he did and said uh, they're, you know, staying at such and such hotel and get in touch with their role manager, Andre Harrell. Andre Harrell of Uptown Note, uh, of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So I contacted Andre. He said, sure, come to the venue. We get down to the venue. Actually, Ward went separately from me. So I get to the venue, get backstage, watch an incredible show. Uh, you know, Run DMC are were masters, and they still are of, what, of, of performing on stage, unlike a lot of these guys these days. Show was over. Ward finds his way to me backstage, and Andre says, "Hey, we want to we want to get out of here. Do you guys have a car?" <laughs> I look at Ward, look at him, I'm like, "Yeah, we got a car." <laughs> so picture Andre, Run DMC, and Jam Master Jay's turntable stuffed in the trunk, headed out of the venue, taking them back to the hotel. <laughs> So we get back, you know, Andre's like, hey, guys, thanks for the ride. You know, I'm, uh, so we're going to see you in Houston tomorrow, right? Because they were doing the big show, which was the Fresh Fest tour in Houston at the at Astroworld. We looked at each other and immediately said, yep, we had no clue of Houston or how we were going to get to Houston, but we knew where we were going. We had to be right. there. Right. <laughs> so when they leave, we look at each other and we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> right. What just ha- What just happened? Yeah, just just yesterday life was regular, and now we're riding around with Run DMC with Jam Master J's turntables in the trunk of my '83 <laughs> Ford Fairmont. <laughs> uh, see, that's a very unt- untold, unknown story in the history yeah, of hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is next? For the 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 men, Kierworthy and and Ward White, I know we're in some pretty challenging times, dealing with many things. What's next? That's true. Uh, you know, I think as we were all discussing earlier, you know, we we all really hoping to to maintain health and survival of this thing, and until you know we see what the next phase is. Uh, you know, 
I'm sure everybody's rethinking their drink, trying to figure out what's going to be next for them as a person, you know, as as a living human. <laughs> also, while trying to figure, you know, how can I strive ahead and do what I want to do, get better. I, I think I think also for me and many people I've talked to, our priorities have somewhat shifted. Things that we thought were important or necessary or necessities aren't really that. <laughs> so I think mm-hmm. you'll see a lot more travel. To, to places people said they've always wanted to go and never did. I think you'll see a lot of attempts at uh, new business ventures. Instead of saying, hey, I'm going to do it tomorrow, people are like, you know what, I might not have tomorrow, so I'm going to do it today. So for me personally, I'm trying to indulge every idea I've ever had. If I can't get out there myself, I am willing to give it to someone I think who can make it happen because I think you know, it needs to see life in the world come to fruition. Sure, that's a great attitude to have now. Ward? Yeah, to that I would just add, I think that there's two sides to this coin. And I I think that with all of the downside that we hear about every day and that's obvious, I think this will also create opportunities in, in business and I think that those are just some things that that have to be, you have to open your mind to, and we have to be more creative about and kind of look at that and look at this differently and realize that there are going to be opportunities there. People still want and need certain information, entertainment, and to be nourished mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. that, and I, I and I, I think that also might guide the tenor and type of content that's created and consumed. And so I, I think that should probably be the focus to figure that out, find that out, and make that happen. I think those opportunities are are still very much there. Well, thank you, Kier and Ward, so much for being on our show. We know that you and Hot Wax Promotions' new historical hip-hop series, Hard, will be a great success. Kier? Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, We appreciate the opportunity to be here. And we wish you could continue success with your adventure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our 2020 Business of Music series on Blog Talk Radio Enterprise. If you want more information on Hot Wax, you can like them on social media. Remember to check us out. You're listening to Enterprise on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Erica Collins. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.